Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex, and, and the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. agenda. Welcome back. It's Satya here. Hi, Amalia. Hey, Satya. How are you today? I'm doing it. <laughs> a wild ride, but I'm here. Yes, I'm ready. Ah, showing up, showing up, showing, showing up, sister. That's yeah. right. That's right. I actually have had something on my mind uh, that I've been fascinated by for a while. And I, I've been curious around... Um, this idea of, I, I know I have a couple of people that I'm very, very close to that have experienced this. And I, and I, I wanted to talk about it, uh, because I'm fascinated with it and I don't understand it. Um, so I'll tell you what it is. So, uh, somebody very close to me, let's say develops this psychic connection with somebody that she's interested in somebody she's falling in love with or somebody she fell in love with. And so, for example, the, the, there's a couple of people, but the specific person I'm thinking of fell in love with this guy in junior high and just thought or, or felt deep in her soul that they had a soul connection and that they were going to be together in this lifetime. And she just kind of fixated on this person and just always knew that, just knew it in her heart. And, and she would get information about the person or she would like, let's say, um, send the person, you know, a picture of a tree. Um, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of this tree and I'm sending this to you. And then the person would say back, you're kidding me. I'm standing in front of that very tree right now. Or something like that. Things like that. Multiple small things would just continue to happen over the years. Now, this person ended up uh, not really... They, they did date and they were together. But they, this, this guy ended up later marrying somebody else. And, and even after he was married, she still had this thing with him and she would still send him, you know, things or, or messages either through the phone or, or through, um, or just be thinking of, of him and then maybe call him or he might call her. And this kind of thing kept happening. And what fascinates me is that, um, it was being returned to her in a certain kind of way. The guy was giving her some energy back clearly to keep this going. Right. But also wasn't really ever clear maybe within himself or at least to her, or maybe not being fully honest that he really never had any intention of marrying her or being with her forever, you know, like she did. 
And yet what he clearly was enjoying this kind of energy um, that he was getting from her. Cause I guess in a way um, it can be very intoxicating and, and, and it's fascinating. And because people don't fully understand or we're not taught enough about um, I don't even know what the word to call it is, but let's just say psychic energy or, um, that I think they misinterpret it or it can be interpreted as, um, oh, I must, I, maybe I am meant to be with this person. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, did the guy, and because I care about this girl a lot, like I'm thinking, did the guy just get confused by this and thrown off by this and then thought, oh, maybe I'm supposed to be with this, with her. And yet the other part pieces of him knew he really wasn't and did had no intention on that. Um, and which is why, you know, he led his life the way he did. Um, but yet the amount of energy that my, that my friend, (laughs) this person I know put into him, um, for many years, I mean, I want to say half of her life. Yeah. And then, and then after that, after that was finally let go, later on and she she ended up getting married and having another relationship and then leaving and or divorcing but then later she ended up um meeting somebody else who she had this connection with again somebody who she really wanted and and then she began to do this with him too and she would tell me like I just you know I just feel this way and you know look I I sent this to him and then there he was you know experiencing this very same thing or you know then these things started to happen again with this person and she's thinking again now with this guy you know we're mm-hmm. we're just meant to be I just know I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna I'm gonna wait meanwhile he's texting her every day having an emotional relationship with her which is probably hard not to I mean that's very um I guess intoxicating but um mm-hmm. and and so this is going on and then one day he calls her and says um well, yeah, I'm engaged. And she's just in shock. Like what? You know, <laughs> and detail <laughs> to leave out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, and, and then he's like, I don't, what's the problem? Like, did I, did I mislead you or something? And, and this whole time she's thinking, you know, we have a real chance here and maybe she's dating other people, but she's not really taking any of them seriously. But so so I'm thinking, yeah, what is that? Yeah, you're talking about a couple different things. So um, I would say like relationships with uh, a high level of synchronistic events, because those are all synchronicities, right? Like where she's at this tree and she sends him a text and he's like, oh my goodness, I'm standing in front of that same tree right now or whatever, right? Those mm-hmm. moments. Um, high level of synchronicity. And that's, um, that gets very confusing when it's, well, in general, but especially when it's around our, our love life or a a romantic interest. Uh, So we might romanticize synchronistic events and think that, you know, they're signs that are meant that we're supposed to be together. Um, So when we have synchronicity in our life, to assume that it means it's a sign saying yes is where we falter. Um, 
So synchronicity, yeah, there are signs. There are signs pointing us in different directions, but what is it actually pointing to? And the meaning that we give it is, is what we're giving it, right? It's, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Um, right. So sometimes um, we can create a, a full-on drama for ourselves by just following sign after sign after sign, and it gets very ungrounded. And the next thing we know, we're in some really psychotic relationship um, because it's so magical and intoxicating. Yeah. And I, I think I've done that before, but just in a completely different way. But yeah. Yeah, I think you know, I have too. I mean, a lot of my pretty much every relationship I've ever been in has a high degree of synchronicity. And that's how I found my partners. You know, I'm not someone who's dated or been looking for that. But what I what I've noticed for those kind of relationships where there's high levels of magic, psychic um, abilities and synchronicities lining mm-hmm. up is that um, these are souls we have contracts with and stuff to work out karmic ties. And so two things can happen. Um, those karmic ties can be very toxic. Mm-hmm. Generally, most of the time it's something we're, we're working out. Um, so that you're going to have a high level of magic and drama and intensity and probably some kind of heartbreak because you're working through something that happened in the past. So you're going to have a lot of sync ups in terms of like, you know, directions. And I think these relationships are really powerful for our soul evolution. And and for those of us that are older souls that are here to really clear karma, then we're going to have a lot of those. Um, So is this a type of sex magic? It can be. Um, so sex magic, I would say, is, is when someone's purposefully um, or stepping into a level of, of sexual union that starts transcending the physical and goes into the spiritual deeper and deeper. So I think that maybe if your friend would have been sleeping with them and it continued through the act of sex, then we were might be talking about sex magic. But I think what what you're referring to is more um, her over romanticizing multiple synchronistic synchronistic events and assuming that it means they're meant to be lovers or partners when they haven't been and then being surprised that he hasn't been honest or hasn't been uh, available mm-hmm. for her in that way. So, mm-hmm. um, some people that are misusing their own sex magic or misusing their power, which is a form of sex magic, um, could be manipulating the situation. I don't know your friends. I don't know the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if let's say that he was aware that he was doing that and maybe even somewhat lying to keep her in mm-hmm. the magical thought, like, oh, I'm standing in front of that tree right now. And then maybe he goes and looks for the tree and takes a photo and he's just trying to hook her. That would be a, a sex magic. Right. If, it re- if it was just a synchronistic event and he was honest, yes, I am standing in front of that particular tree right now. That's just a synchronistic event. So I don't know if that makes sense, but it's the intention behind it. Kind um, of, yes. And I think that when people... When this starts to happen, I think that a person could 
probably do a little bit of both. I think they could, you know, have the synchronicities and then kind of embellish them or, you know, desire that so much because it feels magical and they want to feel something that then they do that and and then they and they may very well do little things to make it bigger than it is or like yeah or they're looking for signs everywhere so they're making them up you know like right and and I think people even can do that without even really being all that crisp clear aware that they are actually doing that because the play uh, is so fun and and so magical that we just kind of tell ourselves, oh, this is this is what it is, and oh, well, it's amazing. Yes, and then we ride that ride. Yeah, and that's where where we can veer into sex magic in the sense of you know the artist seduction. People could use magical thinking or synchronistic events as part of their art of seduction, um, and, right. and and manipulate manipulating through it. Um, I had a recent experience where I was sure that this man had like researched me online and kind of understood what I was about, knew I wrote a moon blog, knew that um, I had this podcast. (laughs) Mm. And then, and then when I talked to him, just started bringing up these topics, like as if they're, they're his own. And I could tell, like, I'm like, Oh, so you, you went to my Facebook page. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and it was cute. Cause I was like, Oh, he's trying to connect. He's trying to like, right. He, he wasn't misusing it, but I think that men could do that or women also, anyone could do yeah. that. Um, especially in a day of when everything's online and we're, we're living such transparent lives and predators and people that are, you know, sociopaths or psychopaths could easily play someone who's into magical thinking or following signs. They're just going to manipulate to the nth degree to make you think that it's all destined. Right, right. Well, and interestingly enough, um, in in both of these completely separate situations, these were both females um, that were um, basically sending out or in some way um, fixating on the guy and, and, and hooking in some kind of way and like we are going to be together. Like we're, you know, I keep getting these psychic things from you and I'm sending things and we're, we're in this thing. Right. And, and Mm -hmm. so, but in both situations, which, which fascinates me about the synchronicity of the synchronicities is that both of these are females, both. And then the males they are involved with are unavailable somehow. Like they're mm-hmm. either just not going to be with them or one of the guys is married, you know, with kids and um, it, it's not going to go anywhere, even though he is available or, and maybe they are having, they are having sex and they are together all the time and they're in a relationship, but clearly the guy, you know, is giving mixed signals about, is he really going to leave his wife? Or isn't he? Or maybe he wants her to think that he is, even though he really has no intention of ever doing that. And that people can act that way and and not even think they're really doing anything 
mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you're pointing to some really key stuff. So I think that there is intentional and unconscious sex magic being used where going back to our sexual imprints that we spoke about in the last episode and um, how we're wired. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have programs and things running unconsciously within us based on our past experiences and and the things that we've collected from, from the unconscious, the collective unconscious that are running and sort of creating this misuse, this push pull dynamic, um, which creates, you know, lying and obsession and game playing. Mm. And, um, and the sex magic part, depending on like the origin of the soul. So, you know, we all come from a, a different um, play. We're not all the same in terms of where our souls originate from. Like some of us are, are star seeds from specific planetary systems and others are from Earth. Right. So, so mm-hmm. there's the, like if we start bringing that in and that's kind of how I'm my perspective, what I'm viewing is Mm -hmm. that a soul that has a darker agenda or maybe is, um, you know, carrying some working with the dark side or working with the deeper occult magic from a soul level, like let's just say past lives for those who can't relate to maybe the star seed concept, but say like you had a past life of being, um, a dark wizard, we'll just say, mm-hmm. and um, you've come back, and now you're in this modern day context. One's living in, you know, New York, and is in finance, and in on the surface, it seems very normal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, the soul has its own agenda, so that mm-hmm. soul might have come back to complete something it couldn't complete in the last cycle, mm-hmm. and so that's where you're going to get a high level of synchronistic charge and the misuse of energy because some unconsciously you're trying to complete something like I'm just going to use examples because I don't know these people you're talking about, but say that the guy um, maybe she was a witch in a past life and she had put a spell on him and uh, maybe he lost himself to her. And so in this lifetime, he's, um, decided that he's going to seduce her and like take his power back from her. So he's going to take her on some ride, something mm. like that. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be, I, I, I have my own examples I could get into, but mm-hmm. <laughs> for the sake of this conversation, um, you know, and so then unconsciously she's also misusing her power because she's romanticizing. It sounds like, you know, she's mm-hmm. fixating and going into this, um, obsession right and I think we all have experiences of doing that at some point in our life because you know Mm -hmm. our whole culture is set up for romance and for being swayed you know we're being advertised seduction and passion constantly and yeah it's a program I mean even just in every Hollywood film yeah exactly and so we we all can get caught up in that and I think you know for those of us who are here as spiritual warriors as bringers of light and trying to find balance and create balance in our own lives we have to be aware of that program running um, and really bring awareness to it to kind of stop the unhealthy pendulum swing 
of psychosis and neuroses that happen when you get caught up with seduction um, and obsessions. Because that is a form of sex magic where the dark, the darkness, the parasite I speak about is basically feeding off of that energy. Bam. Yeah. And that's where, and you as a friend listening to, to your friend share these stories, you're probably seeing like something's unhealthy. Like this doesn't feel right. And you're concerned as you should be about your girlfriend who's like in this obsessive, obsessive cycle with this man who you can mm-hmm. tell is, has no intention of really being a healthy partner or something she should be involved with. But because of her soul contract with him, it's going to be very hard for her to break that unless she does some serious soul work and maybe gets the help of a therapist or someone who can help her see through the illusion. Cause when you're hooked in, it's really hard to see. I mean, how many of us have tried to tell our girlfriends um, or guy friends, right? Like that person ain't good for you. It's a drug right. you need to stop it. And then they can't, right. It has to play out. And I believe that that play out is really the soul's, Mm-hmm. finding their balance again and, and and kind of hopefully we're eliminating the karma but a lot of the times it's just creating more karmic scarring right and then even you, you know in these particular situations even uh so the the women were sending this thing out and then the guy um let's say that he is a um person who is you know not fully completely being honest with himself or with her in, in, Mm -hmm. in, in a full, full, real, tangible way. Um, he may even be getting so intoxicated by, by this woman, you know, seeing into him this way with the amount of energy she's giving him. Uh, that's a huge amount of energy to be feeding. She's literally feeding him then. And he has more energy that way to use however he sees fit, but he also may get even confused and, and Oh wait, wait, am I supposed to be with this person? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Even if he is a sociopath type or narcissistic type or whatnot, antisocial personality sort you know, she's not going to know that because they're, they're not like they see him in the movies. They're, they're usually the most attractive, um, you know, uh, charming, intelligent, successful people that we know. And so, but this is, this is happening and, and he's going to enjoy it. It's going to feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think that feels good for everyone if we're all really honest with ourselves, right? It's like we love having admirers or someone who's giving us attention. And some when it's distorted, we or or when we have a hole from a wound that mm-hmm. we didn't get enough attention as children or whatever, then it's sort of like any kind of attention is good, right? Or like we crave it, even if it's um, bad. Right. And, and that those wounds are really hard, especially, you know, when you come from trauma and abuse or have had some something severe happen in, in your life, then it can get miswired. And really, you could be magnetizing and pulling in unconsciously these like uh, stalkers. You know, I, I had stalkers for years of my life. I still 
deal with them. And I can see that, you know, as a child being, having been neglected or whatever, then there's like a unconscious soul wound that magnetizes it because on a conscious level, of course, I don't want that kind of energy at all. Right. But these, these, it's so subtle and I don't want anyone listening to like feel, Oh, then something must be wrong with me. If, because that's happening or I have those kind of experiences because look, we're all in this together. (laughs) Like I've only Mm -hmm. discovered this because, because of having a lot of trauma and, and doing this soul searching and tracking and monitoring, like, okay, rewiring to health. Like what is health? What is balance? Um, And many of us have never experienced that because Mm -hmm. we grew up in a very toxic environment. So, you know, unfortunately I think it's really normal what you're expressing. And this is the drama and why people tend to act out like people either become extremely promiscuous and don't trust anybody and they just want sex and they're feeding off energy and attention. So, you know, it's just Mm -hmm. kind of next, 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 or other people are, you know, just can't, um, right. I mean, it may not even frozen, right. It it may not even be, you know, just it, it often may not even have anything to do with a past life or a soul connection as much as it is, you know, let's say like in these circumstances that I was talking about specifically, like maybe, um, these women had, you know, they weren't good enough maybe for their dad or something or and then they they had something to prove or they had a voice and they had things to say and somewhere along the line they weren't uh listened to and so maybe this person comes along and is maybe listening to them or and then they decide okay I'm gonna hook into this person and and wait I I feel this thing with this person and this person is I think this person is amazing I'm gonna I'm gonna just I think I'm gonna end up with this person wait no my I just have this feeling I'm gonna end up with this person but but what's really happening is that thing about where they weren't ever good enough is really what's driving that whole thing because in the end these guys are not going to be with them and they are playing around with the energy of oh maybe I might be with you you know, yeah. And these are, these are belief systems and, and sort of, uh, deep rooted issues that we all carry. Like you mentioned, I'm not good enough. That's a big one that a lot of women carry. I'm I'm not enough or, you know, men, men aren't available. Like if they, if their father maybe just worked a lot. Right. And and Mm -hmm. it could just be very much something like, I don't know, maybe they weren't, um, didn't get good grades in school and that created a weird complex, right? I mean, it can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to say for, for those listening who, who are feeling like they're, they're stuck in these patterns is to just take time to, to find the balance within yourself first. I mean, that's really the way, the way through this, um, to take time, maybe to be celibate, maybe to, um, find a therapist that you can work with that you trust to, to kind of work through what are those hidden agendas that are living inside you that are causing or attracting this kind of people to you, especially if there's a pattern of it. Um, 
that's the stuff we we need to clear yeah yeah sounds good <laughs> i think we have to wrap up for this session actually we do so that's for fun. anyone who wants to um share your story with us or has specific questions for me or satya um or Joe, our producer, please reach out to us on our website, lovesexagenda.com. There is a box at the bottom of the page where you can leave your comments and questions, and we'll be sure to address it in a future episode. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and all of the podcasting channels. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Bargo de Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Bargo de